0: Hi everybody, my name is Shauna and this is the American English Podcast. My goal here is to teach you the English spoken in the United States. Through common expressions, pronunciation tips, and interesting cultural snippets or stories, I hope to keep this fun, useful, and interesting. Let's do it. Hi everyone, welcome back. We're on episode 116 and today we're going to talk about colds, flus, and other sicknesses. In this episode, you'll hear many symptoms, remedies, and just general terms related to sickness, also known as illness, in English. This episode will be very useful if you need to be seen by a doctor in the U.S. or if you have to call in sick to work. Uh, In general, it's just good to know how to describe what's wrong with you when you aren't Feeling so hot. This episode was inspired by my family members who have been coughing and sneezing nonstop for the past week. We're okay, I can't complain, but you might notice how congested I am by the sound of my voice. In this episode, uh, there is a ton of topic specific vocabulary, phrasal verbs, and collocations presented in a short time frame. And therefore, this is an advanced listening exercise. You can take notes, look up vocab, and do all of the grunt work on your own. Or if you want the easy route, you can get the premium content I've created for this episode at AmericanEnglishPodcast.com. Premium content for five-minute English episodes include everything you need in order to master the challenging terms you hear in the audio. You'll be given the definitions for key vocabulary, exercises to practice it, as well as quizzes to make sure you've learned what you should have, a pronunciation video, and so much more. Once again, you can find the premium content at AmericanEnglishPodcast.com or find the direct link to the premium content inside of the episode notes. Now, while putting together this episode, I realized how many extremely common collocations there are in this specific topic. A collocation is simply a group of words that native speakers commonly say together. So let me give you an example In the audio, you'll hear me say, you're certain you've caught what she has. Hmm. (laughs) Away from context, you might be wondering, what does that mean? Well, to catch can mean to intercept or hold, right? Caught is the past tense of catch. So if someone throws a ball to me, I try to catch it. Yesterday, someone threw a ball to me and I caught it. To catch a cold or to catch some sort of virus is a collocation, right? To catch a cold. They're a group of words that are often said together, right? To catch a cold means to get, receive, or be infected by a cold virus. Listen to this I'm not going to expose myself to her. I don't want to catch what she has. It means I don't want to catch what illness she has, what virus she has. Another example, last night I stayed out in the freezing cold and I caught a cold. Caught, C-A-U-G-H-T, once again is the past tense of catch. To catch a cold is a collocation. The second collocation uh, I want to give you as an example is to be allergic to, right? To be allergic to. To. The boy is allergic to peanuts. The girl is allergic to latex. I can't tell you why we use the preposition to with allergic, but these two words go together. They're a team. With that in mind, they should be taught together and learned together. Now, the more you listen into English audio, the easier it will be to recognize collocations and actually probably to just use them naturally when you are speaking. But it's still very important to pay attention while listening. If you're making notes, you should write down the preposition that goes along with your new vocab word. In the audio, you're going to hear to suffer from, right? The man suffers from chronic back pain. It's not suffers with, it's not suffers of, It suffers from. So write the full phrase out, to suffer from, and then the definition next to it, right? So to be allergic to, to hold off on, the list goes on. Hope that's clear. It's much easier to learn this once than have to go back and learn a preposition with a word you've already learned. Let's talk about the word sickness. I mean, the word's kind of depressing, to be honest. We could talk about chronic illness. Chronic means to persist for a long time or constantly reoccur, like cancer, Alzheimer's, IBS. There are also very temporary sicknesses or illnesses. For example, uh, sickness when you're driving would be called car sickness. Ooh, I cannot sit in the backseat while driving. I get car sickness. Or perhaps altitude sickness. When you are at a high elevation, you might start to feel sick. You might start to get queasy, right? That uncomfortable feeling in your stomach where you feel like you might vomit, throw up, or puke. Right? There's a lot of words for um, to throw up or vomit in English. I think the most common I use is to throw up. You can get morning sickness, right? When you're pregnant. And you also feel uncomfortable in your stomach. You have that queasiness. This topic is very broad. I could even touch on a woman's menstrual cycle and talk about cramps, that strong pain in your lower abdomen, and PMS, but we won't go there. In today's episode, I will mention a few common chronic issues, but the majority of the audio is about the common cold, flu, and general sickness. Without any further ado, let's begin. You lay your head on your pillow, ready to go to sleep, and notice that your throat feels a bit scratchy. You hope that a cold isn't coming on. A few days ago, you spent a day with a friend who was getting over a gnarly flu. Even though she claimed she wasn't contagious anymore, Her symptoms were in full force. Multiple times during lunch, she started hacking, trying to clear the mucus from her throat. Her face turned red, her eyes started watering, and in hopes of alleviating the irritation, you asked the waiter to bring her a hot tea with ginger and honey. There's no denying it, your friend has it bad. And to be frank, you're a bit annoyed that she may have spread it to you. As you lay in bed aware of the funky feeling in your throat, you're certain you've caught what she has. Sure enough, the next morning, you wake up feeling like shit. When you call in sick to work, you tell your boss that you're feeling under the weather and that you must be coming down with a cold. It's true. You feel hot and clammy, your throat is sore, and a headache is looming. To check and see if you are running a temperature, You head to the medicine cabinet in your bathroom to grab a thermometer. With it, you check or take your temperature. You place the stick in your mouth and watch as numbers appear across a small screen. 99 degrees Fahrenheit. A normal body temperature in Fahrenheit is 98.6, so you have a slight fever. To cool yourself down, you place a wet washcloth on your forehead and neck. While your friends hold off on taking medication until they're very sick, you have no problem popping pills, especially when it'll help avoid a migraine. Inside your medicine cabinet, you see a bottle of Tylenol and ibuprofen, and take one of both. The active ingredients combined should help relieve pain, reduce the fever, and serve as an anti-inflammatory. When they kick in about 20 minutes later, you start to feel better. Outside, the sky is overcast, which in your eyes is the perfect weather for a sick day. You curl up in your covers and turn on the TV. Right then, your mom calls. It's the first time you've spoken today, and your voice sounds hoarse. You're probably going to lose it. Mom tells you to stay put, she's bringing you a care package, with hot and steamy chicken noodle soup, cough drops, and cough syrup. You can't wait. You're congested, and in spite of the decongestant you take, you've developed a phlegmy cough and have sneezed more times than you can count. One minute, your nose is stuffy, and the next, it's runny, and then stuffy, and then runny. It can't make up its mind. After blowing it for the hundredth time, You finish a whole box of tissues, and your nose is raw around the edges. Snot is the worst. By dinnertime, your throat is killing you, so you heat up a cup of salt water and gargle. It's soothing, but the pain subsides only temporarily. Since it hurts to swallow, you put yourself on a liquid diet of broth, soups, juices, and smoothies. At one point, you even consider making jello the go-to dessert in an American hospital cafeteria. In the United States, doctors are responsible for prescribing antibiotics. However, many other medications can be purchased over-the-counter at a pharmacy. Over-the-counter medications are monitored by the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, ensuring that both brand name and generic medications are safe and effective for consumers. At around 9 p.m., you get the chills. You're shivering uncontrollably. So you turn up the heater, fill up your bath with hot water, and climb in. The relief is instant. While leaning your head on the back of the tub, you start to think about common types of sickness. As a kid, it seemed like the so-called common illnesses were much more prevalent. As a child, you remember waking up to the disgusting feeling of your eye being sealed shut with mucus. When you opened it, it was irritated, itchy, and highly contagious. Do adults get pink eye? You have no idea. Then there were stomach aches and the stomach flu. As a kid, you remember throwing up all the time. When you had a so-called tummy ache, your mom would leave a trash can by your bedside just in case you needed to puke in the middle of the night. And the chicken pox. Up until the 90s, many kids suffered from those extremely itchy red bumps. One friend scratched so much, his skin scarred. Nowadays, though, with the widespread vaccination requirement in public education, chicken pox has become much less common. Today, the talk is all about allergies. According to Business Insider, 1.8 million American children have a peanut allergy and that number is increasing. You actually have a vivid memory of a bad allergic reaction at school. One day, a friend who was deathly allergic to peanuts ate a piece of candy with peanut butter in it and instantly broke out in hives, swelled up, and started wheezing. Fortunately, he lived to tell the tale. Speaking of troubled breathing, as a kid, your doctor diagnosed you with asthma, and you had to carry an inhaler in your backpack In case of coughing fits or an asthma attack. You enjoy the trip down memory lane and are happy to say that your situation could be worse. What you have is not a bad case of COVID or a serious case of the flu. You didn't get diarrhea and have to run to the bathroom all night. The virus didn't turn into a sinus infection or ear infection. You didn't need to get antibiotics. Also, your fatigue wasn't so bad and you didn't have as much back pain as your friend complained about. For the next few days, you lie in bed, binge watching your favorite shows. Your humidifier is running, you rub Vicks on your chest and let the virus run its course. It turns out, self-care alongside homeopathic remedies and drugs is the best treatment, at least for you, for your flu symptoms. Everyone told you to get better and you do. That's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. Lucas and I were sitting at the table the other day reflecting on childhood. And for some reason, we started talking about throwing up, which is, of course, a lovely dinner conversation. And he mentioned that he remembers throwing up all the time as a kid. Like he ran too fast and then he would throw up or he, I guess, ate too much and would throw up. And I remember at school something similar. At my school, there was a janitor, uh, someone who cleans the bathrooms and cleans the cafeteria after students make a giant mess. And he used to have to go around the playground and pour sand on the piles of throw-up across it. And I remember the different piles of sand all across the playground. It was something that we had to avoid. I'm not sure why they poured sand on it. Not important. But I just remember it being much more common for kids to get that sort of, I guess, queasy feeling in their stomach and just puke. And I'm just curious, is there any pediatrician listening to this podcast that can tell me why, why do kids throw up a lot? Is it because their stomachs are weaker? Anyway, uh, hope you enjoyed. Once again, if you're interested in getting the bonus material for this episode, which will really help you learn the vocabulary, phrasal verbs, and collocations in it, you can sign up to all premium content or season three at AmericanEnglishPodcast.com. The link is also in the episode notes. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye! Thank you for listening to this episode of the American English podcast. Remember, it's my goal here to not only help you improve your listening comprehension, but to show you how to speak like someone from the States. If you want to receive the full transcript for this episode, or you just want to support this podcast, make sure to sign up to premium content on AmericanEnglishPodcast.com. Thanks and hope to see you soon.